At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, HVAC people? Welcome back to another podcast. We have a very cool podcast for you guys. We all know what preventative maintenance is, right? We show up to a home or a building, depending whether you're in commercial or or residential, and we do a maintenance and we find things that are wrong, like um, maybe a failing capacitor, tight bearings on a fan motor, dirty coils, stuff like that, and we try to change those parts or we try to clean things and implement some change so we prevent things from breaking down we prevent failures now we're moving into this transitional period where predictive maintenance is becoming a thing predictive maintenance can actually tell you before things break down that they're going to break down or give you an indication over time a decline in performance of a system so you can get there and change something out or rectify an issue like a dirty coil before it becomes a problem, before you even get there to do the maintenance. We're gonna talk about that um, with a product called Sensi Predict, okay? We have Brian Feeney and Jim Bergman, and we're gonna talk about how MeasureQuick is implemented into Sensi Predict. Okay, Brian is from Emerson, Jim is from MeasureQuick, and they have come together like Voltron, and they've joined forces to to bring you this product. And, and we're gonna talk about it in detail. It's gonna be a good one, guys. This is the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Gentlemen, how are you doing tonight? Fantastic, Gary. Brian and, and Jim. Um, Brian, you don't know this yet, but um, I don't know. This this could go this could be a little bit awkward for me because I, I don't know if I'm over this, but Jim once accused me of drink drinking cheap beer. So I don't know if I'm over that yet. <laughs> Jim, do you remember that? I don't know. Is it cheap here? <laughs> well, I kind of, I kind of went through that in my mind because I was really like, I was really uh, feeling the, I was really feeling it. So I'm like, wait a minute. I drink um, Italian beer. It's called, uh, it's called Peroni, and I drink Japanese beer. It's called Sapporo. And I'm like, these aren't cheap beers, man. <laughs> so I was, a, I was a little bit offended, but it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll I'll get past it. We'll move on. <laughs> so anyway we're here to talk about something that's very cool on the horizon or actually it's not on the horizon it's, it's here but it's kind of newer um and we want to get the word out a little bit so brian you set this up and and you're kind of uh you're leading the charge on this so do you want to tell us what sensi predict is the buzz and 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 what what it all um basically basically what the product is and how it can help sure thanks gary um i mean think of it as simple as it's like OnStar for your HVAC system. 
you know, having that onboard diagnostic system, just like a homeowner would have in their car, that check engine light, that check oil light. Imagine that now in every non-communicating HVAC system can be converted to that type of technology through sensors, right? So we're using sensors. We see a lot of um, talk and buzz around the industry right now about sensor technology, a lot of um, large corporations you know, that are in the energy space are trying to figure out how sensors can be used for verifying the quality of an installation. Um, but really what we're trying to do is help contractors scale and grow their maintenance agreement business through what we call smart maintenance and smart monitoring. It mm-hmm. really comes down to remote diagnostics and remote maintenance. You know, and that's where Jim comes in with Measure Quick, and we're able to really have a compelling um, product and I guess what I would call a game changer for our industry because, you know, when you look at today's maintenance agreement business, typically most companies are not making money on maintenance agreements. And it's two visits a year, not a lot of transparency. There is really no transparency. So homeowner has no idea unless something's broken. And you know, the today's consumer has changed. You know, we don't buy things the same way we did before. You know, look at what we have going on right now with, with COVID, you know, so, social distancing. Imagine being able to do remote maintenance and monitoring and diagnostics so that you're not putting your technicians or your homeowner in harm's way. I mean, you can't do that otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when we look at using our 10 smart sensors to read all the 35 key readings in a system, that's more than most people do on a tune-up. The best part about it is, Gary, is we this stays on the system. So now, yeah. you know, instead of two visits a year, this is 24-7, 365. We're not replacing technicians. I mean, we're really helping to elevate what they get to do every day. And, you know, our promise to technicians is to get them home for dinner. No one likes working on call, you know, but when you're in the peak summer season, and all those calls come in after hours because everyone's just getting home from work. I mean, that's, that's a tough racket. So, um, you know, Sensi Predict brings a, a means to make non-communicating systems communicating, building a recurring revenue model for contractors with a subscription uh, to tie into maintenance plans. And on top of that, Gary, we can do quality install verification. So now we know if that install was done, if you bundle it with a new installation, we can tell if it was done correctly. So we reduce the callbacks in the business. We reduce callbacks on service calls. I mean, one of the things that I was always challenged with running an HVAC business in the past was I sent whatever tech was available to go to a call, which I think is how most companies do it, right? You know, you wish you could have the the ACE tech go on the hardest call, but you don't even know if it's a hard call yet. So you just send whoever you can. And now you have that insight as a service contractor to be able to see, okay, this looks like a complicated repair based on the data. I'm going to wait to send Jimmy. Or this looks like an easy one. I'm going to send Bobby because he's only a two-year tech and he can handle this. I mean, right now you don't have that luxury in an HVAC business. And you just have to you know, do the best with what you got during the day and hope that you didn't have to go back and send a different tech to fix it. And you know, being a, a rock star technician yourself, Gary, that you're going back on some of those other jobs sometimes when they should have just sent you in the first place. 
Yeah, don't don't speak too soon because I go back on my own jobs <laughs> and I co- I cover up my own mistakes before anybody else can find them. You're creating your own callbacks. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I see I see what you're saying because um, when you're saying you're not trying to take away a technician's job, I understand that fully because we we monitor uh, like in commercial we use uh, a pro uh, uh, controls called reliable controls. And I, I feel that they're very they're very complicated. Yet you need to understand coding. You got to actually code these things from scratch. Most of them, and I'm not really a fan of that. I don't. I, I've looked at some of this coding, and it just scrambles my brain. But I can see from that end how it's not taking away a technician's job. It's actually creating more work because you can go in onto the the control site and you can log into the the building wherever it is and find a bunch of problems and go. Well, I can't fix that from my desk. I got to go there and actually fix or look at physical things that might be wrong with the machine. So it's actually generating more, more, more van, not more vans on the road, but the technician to actually go on site. And, and I understand the whole concept behind of the sensors and, and, and stuff. We'll get into that more. But one thing I, I don't really understand is how Measure Quick kind of incorporates into Sensi Predict. So Jim, can you touch on that a little bit and on how Measure Quick is going to implement into it? Yeah, sure. So the the challenge with um predictive monitoring right is uh if you just put a monitor on a system and you you don't do anything else most of the time you're going to be monitoring a poorly operating system and it's just going to create a second truck roll right so somebody goes out puts this thing in they don't check the you know they don't they don't catch the charge problem the airflow problem the power factor problem whatever it is they miss it and now it creates a second truck roll and so the idea of using MeasureQuick is multifold. Number one is to retro commission or commission the system to, to give Sensi a starting point to monitor from. Because, you know, Sensi is using its, its predictive maintenance tool. So what it's doing is it's looking for a change over time. And mm-hmm. so initially when you start it up, it's got to run for, you know, a week, a month, uh, some period of time to get enough data to determine if there's actually a problem with the system. So when we start out with Measure Quick and we catch problems before they're, um, you know, before we start monitoring, then we have a good baseline to monitor from, and we eliminate that that truck roll. Now the other thing we do with Measure Quick is we we capture a benchmark, and a, a benchmark is um, like a personality of the equipment. You know, we we have two things in Measure Quick. One's called a profile. A profile is like okay, it's 410A, it's got a TXV, and it's it's uh, got 400 CFM per ton, you know, typical, and it's got, uh, it's rated for half an inch of total external static. But then we benchmark the system. Now what we're telling it is the exact design temperature difference of the evaporator and condenser, the exact subcooling that, or superheat that it was left with, depending on the metering device. We're also telling it uh, the, the, the starting external static pressure, um, and a, a bunch of other information. And so now that that accounts for all the installation variables um, that come into play, like every, every, every system operates as a function of its installation. So if, if you have a system with a 15-foot line set, it's going to have a different pressure at the condenser than one with a 125-foot line set because just the pressure drop in the suction line. Mm-hmm. So MeasureQuick takes all those things into account. And a third thing it does, it's probably my my favorite thing, is we're actually able to leverage the stationary sensors or the leave-behind sensors of Sensi Predict and uh, use them as a set of sensors in MeasureQuick. 
So things like measuring electrical, um, you don't even have to pull off the panels to do it because we can now measure electrical using the, the stationary sensors. And then, you know, we have a we have a ongoing development roadmap with Sensi. So we're going to be doing some things like additional diagnostics on like using the liquid line, suction line sensors, maybe to look for pressure drop in the liquid line or things like that. But right now, um, we're doing we're doing a tremendous amount of uh, leveraging those sensors so we can do things like non-invasive testing. Um, we can do, like I said, uh, get our energy efficiency, all those types of things uh, using the uh, uh, voltage and amperage. So there's just a lot of cool things we can do. It, it really is a, it's a true hybrid between uh, portable and stationary sensors. In fact, I don't think there's anybody that's ever done this type of thing before where we're using a combination of field and stationary sensors in the same software to um, evaluate the system operation. It's pretty, it's pretty slick. That, that, that is pretty cool. And you're talking about electrical sensors. And I think we should probably, before we go on and talk about them, I think we should talk about the 10 sensors that get implemented when we're using uh, Sensi Predict. Brian, maybe you can tell us about that. Yeah, so um, supply and return temperature. Supply uh, and duct return, system. okay. Uh, we've okay. got our liquid and suction line temperature readings at the evap coil. And then we've got our CTs, both at the indoor and the outdoor. We can read um, total current, voltage, and amps, both at the indoor and outdoor. So, okay, so when you say CT, um, current transformer, just for those that are wondering what a ct is just measuring current of of the so on the outdoor unit you're measuring the compressor and the fan like together is that what you're saying yeah and then we can see when deviations happen and determine whether it's uh you know approach temperature is starting to go poor and either that's a dirty coil possibly or maybe that condenser fan motor is starting to add more heat because it's not running properly Things like All right. that. Understatement of the year there, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's got, not only has it got CTs, but they have transformers in there that you're transforming, you're putting the power on. And what they're doing is they're doing a couple different things is they can actually see the digital signature of each component of the system. So they can see uh, this thing sampling at like 10,000 times per second. So you can see spark ignition. Uh, you can see trials for spark ignition. Uh, you can see the uh, the condenser fan independent from the compressor. There's a lot of things they can see on the diagnostic side. Um, you know, they don't necessarily show up on the on the user interface side, but when it comes to the predictive diagnostics that Sensi does, it's very very powerful um, because it's looking at not only the uh, voltage and amperage but also the power factor. So. A lot of times when we have a, like a capacitor start to fail um, and the capacitor's job is to, you know, to uh, normalize the power factor, bring it back to unity or one, um, we'll start to see that power factor start to drift. And when it gets you know, down around 0.96, 0.94 or something, we know that capacitor is on its last legs. So now we can tell you that capacitor is failing before it actually fails. So now if you had a service call, you know, we could run out there maybe even without having the homeowner having to be home, handle the entire call from the outside, um, you know, then do a non-invasive test with measure quick and uh, make sure everything's running, you know, spot on before we leave. So there's some really, the, the, the technology that Emerson's using for the voltage and amperage is really quite advanced. And there's, there's, um, there's, there's a lot more to it than just a, a simple CT. I just wanted to make sure 
Because that that's a that really wasn't understatement. You didn't do it justice. <laughs> Thanks. Well, <laughs> that, that's why you're here, that's, Jim. <laughs> that, that's that's fine. I want I want to understand. So that that's six sensors we talked about. So those CTs, like if we go back to the condensing unit, for example, how was it? How was it um, hooked up to the system? So it, in, in well, it's it, there's a couple other things because I think they, when they're counting sensors, they're actually counting voltage amperage. Voltage and amperage is an independent readings. Oh, okay, I got. Don't think of it just the sensors, but also think of it as readings. Then the other thing they're doing is they're measuring all the calls. So, you know, if it's calling for cooling, calling for fan, calling for heating, calling for whatever, you know what the calls are. Also, mm-hmm. so, um, you know that that's that's an important start. This is an important piece of the troubleshooting uh, piece is knowing that it's actually calling for cooling and, and what's running and what's not. So things like, um, because they can look at individual signatures of individual components, you can also see, like I said, the condenser fan from the compressor. You can see their individual sine waves and uh, determine if, you know, if there's a change in operation, let's say, of that condenser fan over time. Maybe it's amperage is going, you know, climbing up as it's running. Um, so there's there's a predictive maintenance is really cool because over time it gets better and better. The more systems that Emerson monitors the more artificial intelligence can take over in this because they've seen it before and they know what it is and they know what the, and they, and they know what the solution is. And um, so it's, it's, it's much more than just knowing if it's on or off or if it's, you know, there's a temperature drop across the coil. It's also about understanding very intimately the characteristics of that, of that system. And are they changing over time? That's the big, the big thing with predictive maintenance is understanding how it's running versus how it should run, right? And that, right. that's what really makes it quite cool versus other technologies out there. It's uh, the guys at Emerson the way you understate what it does because it's it's um, it's a pretty awesome piece of technology. So, Gary, yeah, it, as Jim was talking about the control lines, so and you'll see this on the kit is you'll actually wire onto the control board. Okay. So we can see G, a G call, a W1, a Y1, not only Y1 at the indoor, but Y1 at the outdoor. So we can see that the outdoor is actually calling as well. And then, you know, O for reversing valve or different styles of configuration so that when the, da- when the technician is looking at the data, they can see what the system is doing, you know, calling for, and then start looking at the temperature sensors and the electrical and start making determinations of, okay, this looks like blower motor issue on the indoor. And so I need to prepare myself and make sure I have a blower motor for that unit on the truck before I go to the house. So it's given right. that full snapshot. Which yeah, that, 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 that's very, that, that's very cool. I, I, I think that um, some people are actually curious on, on, on how we install this. Like, cause I see pictures of the, the module on the duct and some wires going from it like a lot of people can see these pictures online. So when we install it, um, kind of take us through an install of this. Um, have you guys both went through an install on this? Jim, have you done an install? On, oh, yeah, on one of I've, done, I've done, I've got it at my house. I've got it on a training unit here. Yeah. It's, 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 it's pretty straightforward. There's a, um, there's an inside and an outside transformer. I mean, if you, if you start inside, basically you got an indoor transformer that's, and what's slick with this is that almost all the components are magnetic, right? So you got a transformer. You literally just find a, a spot. You can stick it to the control box. You can you can you can always tack in a couple of screws if you want to, but they're really not needed. Um, 
So you got the the indoor transformer, and that also powers the you know is the connection to your CT. So you you tie those two together. Um, you've got a hub that goes inside with a, um, uh, and the hub is basically where you plug in uh, all the components of the Sensi Predict. So your mm-hmm. your supply and return air sensors, your CTs plug into there. If you've got a a um, auxiliary drain switch it does a monitoring of the drain for slow drain or no drain um and then uh you know again that's magnetic it's got on the back of it it's got a uh, a number for the module that you got to record at the time of uh, commissioning so because you're going to need it later on um you land your uh, uh the uh control wire pickups you know it's just basically um you know your your rwy cg um right in parallel with your thermostat wires so you know what the calls are and then the, probably the only thing that's a little bit unique is they're actually using the Y wire as a comm wire, as a communication wire between the inside and the outside unit. So it doesn't ever like lose connection instead of like using a, a wireless signal like a Bluetooth or something like that. So you got to be careful that um, you just follow the wiring diagram, which just shows you which, you know, how to connect the Y wire properly and then the common wire coming back. And so it, it actually uses, um, you know, communication over the over the live wire, basically. Um, to know that the uh, for the outdoor section to uh, operate, and then it's just um, you know you're basically landing your 120 or 240 at the indoor unit, landing your 120 or 240 at the outdoor unit, clamping on a couple CTs. The whole job takes about um, uh, probably takes 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes to wire everything up, and then uh, tie it. You know the the next step is just tying it to the homeowner's Wi-Fi, and um, and then going through a little bit of a commissioning process where you're you're telling um, you know, you're recording model numbers, serial numbers, all this information you're going to want. So if you have to go back out, you know, what filter goes in it, what model furnace it is, what model air conditioning it is, um, you know, just a, a, some basic information, who the customer is, that kind of stuff. So, you know, figure the first time you do one, it, it probably the first one took me about an hour to hour and 15 minutes. Then we went out to a job, um, down in Florida, we put a hundred of them in, we got it down to about 20 five to 30 minutes to uh, per unit to get them in uh, and up and up and running with a team of two people. Now I'm not going to tell you, I did it by myself. You know, we, we were, we had two people working on it at the same time, one guy inside, one side, one guy outside, but you could, if you were doing a bunch of um, installs, like at a property management firm or something like that with two guys, you could knock it out really quick because once you do one, it's, it's really, you know, it's just, it becomes uh, muscle memory at that point, putting them in. All right, so I played Mad Scientist yesterday. Sometimes I like to do that kind of stuff just for fun. And I took the bottle of TDX20, R458A, R22 replacement from Blue On, slapped it on a chair, and I took my Testo Smart Probe, the 549i Testo Smart Probe, put it on, fired up the Smart Probe's app to take the pressure of the tank. I fired up the 605i as well to take a temp reading of the space, which was 70 degrees. And the pressure reading I got was 118 degrees. Now, I fired up, at that point, the Danfoss Refrigerant Slider app. Now, if you if you haven't downloaded that app, it is the best refrigerant PT chart app that's out there. It's hands down, it's it's fabulous. It gives you the, the global warm, warming potential. It gives you the boiling point of the refrigerant. Um, you can actually, 
you can slide up and down to the pressure temp you want but you can actually manually enter it as well which makes that uh, the process very easy so what i did is i went to 458a picked that refrigerant and i entered in 118 degrees fahrenheit or sorry psig that was my pressure so you can go at that point from bubble point to dew point it is a 400 series refrigerant which means it's zeotropic which means it's a blend zeotropic blends have what's called a glide right so we have our bubble point and our dew point and anywhere between 70 to 80 degrees is where that 118 psi will fall into so that gives us a 10 degree glide there I know that's a lot of information. A lot of you guys understand that, like the back of your hand. Some of you don't. So if you don't, I, I would encourage you to go look up Glide. Um, back, way back in the day, I did a podcast. It's like a short five-minute podcast. You have to scroll through almost to the to the beginning when my audio was terrible and I was cutting my teeth in this kind of podcast game. And I did about a five-minute podcast describing what Glide was Um so you can listen to that if, if you have any um, if you have any doubts in your mind to what it is. But I just wanted to bring that up that it's it's a, a zeotropic blend. It's got a, a glide and 418 psi at 70 degrees in the in the room. When I entered it into the the refrigerant slider app, that's what I got was between 70 to 80 degree 80 degrees bubble and dew. So you guys can do experiments like that on your own as well. It, it, it helps you learn. Anyway, down, download that, that app, guys, the Blue On app. Get a, a Tier 1 accreditation. It gives you all kinds of access to unit manuals. Testo, very, very limited time left because when April's done, their 13% off at True Tech Tools is done. Use code TESTO and TTT, all one word, to get 13% off Testo products. Last week, guys, I tried the... Um, the Navac NRD C4M. That is a recovery unit. It's new. It's the four-cylinder recovery unit. It's got an oversized condenser, three condenser fans, which helps keep the machine cool when you're recovering gas. I would say it's probably for larger systems. If you're in a large systems, that's the recovery machine you want. If you're doing light commercial, if you're doing residential, the NRDD um, by Navac is probably what you should go to. It's very fast, very... Um, very innovative product. So that's it, guys. Let's get back to Jim and let's get back to Brian. Yeah, so just to clarify, so we do need to run a wire from the indoor to the outdoor to, no, to no, have no, communication. It, it, it uses the common and the Y wire that are existing. Ah, okay. And over power. Okay, that, that, yeah. that makes sense. Okay, so so that makes it way easier then to, to even to, to install this thing. Even a Canadian yeah. can do it. <laughs> even where sir even a canadian could do it oh my god the the the, the disrespect just keeps coming jim <laughs> so gary one thing that's pretty cool is um so as jim stated that ret that's a retrofit time so you're going so let's say you're putting that on a 12 year old system and you're yeah. trying to help the customer get more life out of it right because they're not ready to replace it so you know this also helps get new customers on maintenance calls or service calls where you can say, well, look, you want to avoid this in the future. Best way to do that is to have Sensi predict on there because you know what the health of your system is every month. We send a tune-up report to the homeowner with the dealer brand on it every month. Real-time alerts go out not only to the homeowner, but to the service provider as well. 
so that you can connect, you know, that experience becomes so much more um, high touch. And so also it's, I'll point out install time on a new install is really not adding a whole lot of time at all because you, you tend to need to do those measurements anyway with supply and return temp and you're already wiring everything. So a lot of our dealers that are installing with new equipment tend to not see much more time, if any, um, from that standpoint. So just to give you some perspective there. Yeah. So I actually, um, have a lot of questions from, well, not a lot, but I have a few people asking about, about that and, and how they can get a customer signed up and how they can look over their, their, their unit from afar, like remotely, how, how are they doing that? So once they install it, once they get the customer on board and stuff like that, and how, how do they go back to their office now and now look at this stuff and, and so, do this predictive maintenance? So it's a great question. Um, every every um, contractor that wants to install Sensi Predict goes through some online training, which you're very familiar with, that um, you become an authorized Sensi Predict dealer. With that, you then get um, access to the pro portal, which is where all of your customers live for Sensi Predict as a contractor. So once the the kit is installed, connected to Wi-Fi. You go through a, um, a couple little steps to get it connected to the Emerson cloud. And then about 15 minutes of runtime so we can stabilize the system. And then we're starting to get data out of it. So at that point, if I'm an installer or a service tech and I, I get everything up and running, I can call my service manager or install manager back at the office and say, it looks good for my end. And he says, yep. Looks good. Benchmark it with Measure Quick. Let's make sure we didn't miss anything. And now the accountability is there all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then we can, you know, the the office could print out a uh, Sensi Predict report. That's you know, we do it in colors. Green is good. Yellow is a caution, and orange is a warning. So if if it's all green, Mrs. Jones, happy to happy to take care of you today. Everything's passing. So we can provide that level of instant gratification and transparency. And um, it really makes the tech look like a, a superhero. I, I think it, you, you also, you said go back to the office, but I think that's important to clarify. You don't have to do that. Actually, you can run it on anything that's got a browser. So okay. your tablet, whatever, you know, a guy from the field can actually confirm his own sensing installations up and operating. You don't have to have somebody at the office verify it. It just allows you to have somebody at the office verify it if you want to go down that road and do that. But, you know, you can get alerts on your phone so you can get uh, um, access to the portal on your phone. You can access MeasureQuick. You can access Sensi Predict, And the two work together all on anything that has an Internet browser. So that's um, that's also makes it really slick because, you know, wherever you, wherever you have an Internet connection, you have a connection to Mrs. Jones system and you can... Uh, you can see what's going on there. That that's pretty cool because during during one of the modules for training, it was saying like, yeah, it's a good idea to go on to your Sensi Predict customers and just run through them just to make sure there's no flags or anything like that. And so you can actually do that from your phone anywhere you want. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and what's what's even what I think slick is, you know, there's two interfaces. There's one that the the office might interface more with a Sensi Predict portal. But your technicians, they interface typically with products like MeasureQuick. So when you can 
you can sort of access both at the same time through Measure Quick. And so you start when you go into Measure Quick, you see the alert, you start a project in Measure Quick, and um, you know, you can either start in Measure Quick or start in, in the Sensi portal. But but basically, what it does is the user interface for the readings instead of becoming like a bunch of trend lines or things like that, it actually leverages the Measure Quick user interface that technicians are really familiar with, and presents the data in a way that you know, it's going to be more understandable versus looking at a bunch of trend lines and trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Cool. So this is, this is awesome. I, I, I like, I love this stuff. Um, I don't know if you guys know that, that Armstrong was kind of doing something like this with their pumps. Uh, they started doing this with this predictive maintenance thing. They could actually sense vibration on the pumps and if the vibration got to a certain point, it would send you a, an alert or something like that. This is just taking it like one step further with, with all these sensors that are on here. And and I know that some people are are dying to get a, a hold of these Sensi Predict modules and install them. So we need to talk about cost to the contractor. Um, and then Brian, you said it was like a membership to be part of uh, Sensi Predict to, 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 to be on the portal and stuff. Am I so, wrong in saying that? Or is, do you um, want to explain that a bit more? Yeah, so we factory authorize every contractor um, okay. to make sure that they've gone through those training modules to make sure they understand how it installs, what the value proposition is, how to how to market it to their customers. Because we really want to make sure that they're getting the full value out of it, so that they're all so that they're all successful in in how they want to use Sensi Predict. So once we authorize them, we then give them access to the pro portal. They're then re- at that point ready to buy. So um, in, in most of the, the U S market, uh, it's a direct sale to the contractor. Um, we have started to add some wholesale distributors in certain parts of the country to make it easier to buy, right? Cause a lot of companies like to just buy local and you buy as little as you want. And you also have the ability to buy through true tech tools today. So true tech tools is also, uh, an online resource for Sensi predict. So if uh, there's technicians out there that want to try it before they buy, you know, try it before they really love it, then it's a good way to get started there. Okay. And so, I, didn't, you know, I didn't know that. That's good you, to know. Yeah. So you're going to see like a cost to the contractor is going to range somewhere between 225 to 249 US. Oh, that's, that's nothing. Yeah. And then if they add the condensate sensor, that's about $30 to have that so that you can, um, wire that in parallel with your existing safety device, like a condensate pump or a drain trap switch uh, or one of those hockey puck sensors. So now you can, you know, look at those slow drain conditions or know if it's a no cooling call, that it's also a condensate related issue. So maybe I should check that drain first before I chase it down a rabbit hole. And so there's that full training onboarding. I have a team of salespeople that make sure that the contractors have everything they need and make sure they get through the process smoothly. And then once they're up and running, uh, we've got a ton of marketing materials that they can customize with their brand logo and their information to help them have sale piece, you know, sales pieces. There's customizable videos that they can put on their Facebook pages. Uh, we even build landing pages for them for their website if they need it. So there's a lot of um, great things we do there. And then we also, my team will help them build maintenance agreement plans you know, where some, some folks might need some little assistance on how do I want to implement this into my maintenance agreement business. My team will help them do that. And we also have a Facebook group for Sensi Predict dealers. 
that they can collaborate with other contractors to, across the country. And I will say, Gary, we are slowly moving north into Canada. So Every, um, everybody's everybody's always slowly moving north into Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 just kidding. Is is I don't know what it is. See, I let me tell you a story. I True Tech Tools. I'm glad you mentioned them because very innovative company. I've reached out to many companies in Canada, and if anybody's listening in Canada, that's a, a company that sells tools. I don't know what's wrong with these people because I've reached out to them and I get an old grumpy guy on the phone that says, what are you talking about? And he hangs up the phone. And, and I'm trying to say, hey, listen, this is this is what we're doing. We're, we're shipping tools online. There's discounts. There's people that are buying them. And, and it's just like I'm getting grumpy old guys hanging up the phone on me. Um, <laughs> so anyway, all this stuff that you guys are doing in the US is very innovative and, and I like it. And I just wish it came up here a lot quicker, but I'm glad that it's it's advancing up here. Yeah, it's something that's a key priority of mine right now is we're we're trying to figure out how we go to market because um, it, it's pretty complex up up there with the, how the distribution model is and how product is sold. So I'm working with our Canadian team now. We're trying to figure out a good plan uh, to support you guys up there. Um, but for now, we do have a, a handful of uh, select Canadian dealers that are starting to get involved and we'll be able to use it and, and really you know, test it thoroughly to make sure uh, it's serving their market well. So um, yeah, it's it's definitely an exciting project to be working on, Gary. I mean, I've, I've been oh, in this sounds, industry yeah, it's, 25 it's, it's, years and like, I can't wait to make an impact on the industry that's so monumental, you know, especially today. I mean, th- this resonates so well with, you know, what we're calling the new normal. And I think Jim, thoroughly agrees that you know, the old way of doing things isn't going to fly very long. No, no. I, I like, I like the advancements too. Jim, what you were going to do. The other thing is too, is um, since you predicts not like intended to obsolete the old way of doing business, it's, it's intended to augment it. Right. Cause there's a, uh, there's, there's, there are people out there that they want their unit checked in the winter and checked in the spring, you know, or, or it's just, they're always going to want that, that type of service. And, um, and that's great. But you have, you have all these younger people now that are dual income, no kids, nobody's home, nobody, you know, no access to the house. And they don't want somebody out there unless somebody needs to be out there and they don't want to pay for service that they don't necessarily need. So the, the, the concept of, you know, predictive maintenance, again, makes it very interesting to service a, a new demographic of people that may want a different type of service that's classically offered today. So it's it's not like you you uh, you completely eliminate this offering, although some contractors are. There's some in the states that are they're completely shying away from traditional maintenance and going all predictive maintenance. But it's designed to augment that that piece of business. And then. You know, once the, the crazy thing is, if you use Measure Quick and Sensi together, in, in literally the amount of time it takes the equipment to stabilize, we can tell you what's wrong with it and if it's running okay or not. So the amount of time that you spend actually doing a diagnostic today is literally the five to seven minutes it takes the equipment to stabilize. And then you, you actually spend your time doing what you really should be doing. And most technicians don't want to admit that. You know, a big part of our job is to clean dirt off coils, clean dirt off the condenser, dirt off the evaporator, check the filter, clean the blower wheel, 
you know, we spend so much time making measurements and analyzing things. Sometimes we don't actually have the time, you know, to do the work that we should be doing to actually, so the customer sees the savings that they should see. And um, I think that's, that's the other thing, you know, it really, it allows you to focus on the, on the, on the key things. Cause a lot of times, you know, your Boston's out there, you got an hour or 40 minutes or whatever to get the service contract service. If I can cut your diagnostic time down and, you know, get all your measurements collected in literally five to seven minutes that it takes equipment to stabilize and get the check sheet done and run a diagnostic. Well, now you got the time to do the things that you, you know, like I said, you should be doing. And that, that's, that's a game changer for this because most of the time callbacks are a result of somebody not doing the things that they should be doing. And it, what's really slick is it makes every call a billable call because now cleaning the condenser is, you know, it's, it's a billable call. Cleaning the evaporator, it's a billable call. The filter, when we find out the filter is getting plugged, you know, you can either let the homeowner change it and tell them, hey, it looks like your filter's loading up or it's a billable call. You know, so it really, it changes the way that we're doing service work accelerates things dramatically, allows us to use, um, you know, even even like I said, we can use a lower skilled technician to get the uh, very similar results. So we make your lower skilled technicians more productive and your higher skilled technicians, um, you know, we're, they're going to, again, be more, they're going to be faster, but we're also going to now leverage them for the more complex problems instead of the, uh, instead of the simple things that, you know, that are more of a waste of their uh, their talent more than their time. Yeah. And uh, when, when you said it takes about seven minutes for the unit to stabilize and you get all your readings, it reminded me of this guy I went to college with that I met in a supplier a couple of years after college and he was working for a company. I don't want to say the name, but he said they're given like 15 minutes a unit to do the maintenance. And he says, basically he joked, he's like, yeah, we, we just tie flags to all the condenser fans and we drive by if the flags are, are waving in the air, we just keep going. But <laughs> Now, now that the it measure quick does this and since you predict in seven minutes, I mean, that that's pretty cool to get to get all these readings once it stabilizes. I do want to ask about the commercial aspect of this, because it sounds like all you need for this to work is a good, stable inter- Internet or Wi-Fi signal. Right, Brian? Yes, correct. OK, so I know a lot of buildings now that in commercial I, I, I work in a lot of warehouses pharmaceutical supply chain or whatever and they have um they have uh internet repeaters and stuff around the building and and the signal's strong in these buildings so could you really in theory use it in a commercial application as well you can right now the 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 algorithms are built for five ton and below okay Um, so but there's a lot of applications like that right you'll see a lot of res split type equipment or maybe some pack small package units that fit that criteria. And really what we see, especially out West in, you know, California and Arizona, there's a lot of package units that are in residential. So Mm -hmm. you have about four to five feet of wiring to move that data hub, maybe into a space that's not necessarily the cabinet of the package unit to get you closer to that repeater. Uh, We've also had contractors mount a, uh, a repeater inside the cabinet using power line extenders and a router and put it inside the uh, package unit to get, make sure that that Wi-Fi signal strength is, is right where it needs to be. So a lot of uh, creativity going on out there. Um, part of our future roadmap is to play better in that field. You know, so um, 
you know, stay tuned on that piece because we do see that as an opportunity because typically to get that type of um, data and that type of predictive diagnostics would usually be very costly in commercial, which you already know that, Gary. So mm-hmm. um, we've had a lot of commercial contractors inquire about it and they start to think of those off small office buildings that they can apply it to, even though it's a commercial quote unquote building. Um, so great question though. It, it's something that's on our mind uh, with the current hardware that we have today. It makes it just a little bit of creativity involved to, to make it, to make it work. No, I, I, I gotcha. I, I mean, you guys plan this out for the residential kind of market first, and then I'm sure over time, once you, you get this going, I'm sure there's, you'll see a market for commercial as well that you could probably dive into at some point. Yeah, totally. Hey, but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's measure quick. <laughs> yeah. well, you, you're actually, you guys actually, you, talk, you just talked about the, uh, the cost of the, uh, the hardware, but you didn't talk about, you know, what's this cost to monitor a year? And uh, what's it cost to use MeasureQuick to commission the systems? I think that's important stuff also to add in the uh, conversation. Sure. Yeah, of yeah. course. So I'll, I'll address the first, the Sensor Predict one. It, we bill the contractor $25 a year, Gary, a year, not a month, a year. So for as little as $2 or so a month, the monitoring subscription can be marked up by the contractor to the homeowner. And now they're building a smart maintenance plan that in some cases, maybe they don't need to go to the house until Sensi tells them to. Well, that would be great, right? I, I can free up all that capacity. I could get more customers to demand service, all those great things. But And for $25 a year. So we encourage the contractors to mark that up into a maintenance plan, double their money, triple their money, whatever they want to do to provide value. It's extremely affordable once that kit's installed and you're really building that customer for life. And that's really our goal for our, our dealers is to help them do that, track new customers, build that bond, speed up replacement sales. I mean, there's a lot of wins that come from it. And so then when you integrate measure quick, I'll let Jim get into his pricing model. Um, it's just a fantastic combination together. Sure. I, be, before you get into that, Jim, I just thought of a, an excellent side business that that someone could, they could go around installing Sensi Predict, charge the customer a markup for the uh, the membership, right? <laughs> just sit at home and monitor all these things and just call someone out as a subcontractor when there's a problem. If they've got enough of them, I'm sure they could make a little bit of money on the side. Gary, I've, I've, I've had recent conversations with some folks. <laughs> Have you? To that topic. It's yeah. Very, it's, um, that is a very uh, creative mind there. And I do have that conversation fairly regular with some people trying to figure out what if I did this? What if I build a new business model that is all technology based? Yeah, I could see it. I could see it going that way. A hundred percent that people um, that have the mechanical skills in this, maybe don't want to be out in the field every day, can install these, set them up, and just monitor and then just sit at home and call somebody out if, if there's a problem. Or maybe they can go out themselves, but if they don't want to, they just call out a subcontractor. Gary, we actually had a, a couple of contractors, they build a virtual service team. So they have um, like technicians, like some guys, you know, seasoned techs that don't want to be in the field anymore. And they're monitoring all the alerts and then assigning the right technician to the right call and just like triaging it 
like from command central and yeah. allows them to really, you know, they're almost mimicking that futurized model, uh, which is, I, I, it's just a matter of time. I don't think it's if it's just when who, who's going to step up and, and, and get, and get aggressive and disrupt the market. I think it's, it's around the corner. Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. It is. Especially if you're thinking about it already. So you'll be handling it from the beach. Well, I, I, I just thought of it. Be. I just thought of it now. There's probably people way ahead of me already. <laughs> <laughs> J- so Jim, Jim, how does measure quick um, fit into this cost wise? So we, so the, the, the first year of, um, when you commission with Sensi, actually Emerson covers the cost of MeasureQuick for that. So we, we charge $5 per system per year. And that includes everything MeasureQuick does, advanced reporting, storage of the, of the benchmark in the cloud, photograph storage, remote data streaming. So if you want to, in MeasureQuick, we can stream data from our app to anybody anywhere in the world that has a browser to do remote support. You know, includes all our diagnostics, everything. So it's everything MeasureQuick does, CRM and CRM and uh, CRM integration. Everything's uh, included in that five dollars per system per year. We did it that way so you can bill your customer directly for that. So first year is covered by um, Emerson, and then after that, the only time you pay uh, to use MeasureQuick again is if you open the project after three hundred sixty-five days have expired. So if if, if, if you're not out there for two years and you, you know, we store the benchmark at, uh, at no additional fee, there's no annual fee. It's just, it's the project's open for 365 days. And then after it closes, we just continue, we leave it out there as a, you know, a dormant project. The only time you pay for it again is if you open it again, then it's open again for 365 days. And so if you're doing like uh, twice a year testing, like you go out once in the fall, once in the spring, no additional charge. If you have a problem job and you got to have a guy streaming data for, you know, on and off for a couple of days, there's no additional charge. It's all included in the one, uh, one fee per year. And then you can just tack that on to, you know, consumer's invoice as a digital services fee or whatever you want or roll it in with a cost of the, of the maintenance agreement. But it's a pretty, pretty simple way of doing business. Easy, you know, and that's what we wanted it, the way we wanted it uh, to do it. Yeah. Yeah, these are very inexpensive costs for anybody to, I mean, the cost of of uh, the hardware itself and the cost of, of this digital stuff, 25 bucks a year and five bucks a system. I mean, that's that's nothing. So, I mean, there's no reason why techs can't or contractors can't be out trying to trying to sell these things for, it, for these prices. It is an interesting new world that we're in. And um you know, it's uh, the ROI on this on this type of thing is is very very high, and it doesn't take a there's not a there's not a big leap to get there. And uh, the cool thing is with um, with both Sensi and MeasureQuick is, you know, your investment in MeasureQuick is five you know it's five dollars you know for a test, and uh, you know Sensi it's just the cost of the initial system, so you don't have to. You don't have to make a a two hundred fifty thousand dollar investment to start using or selling either one of these products. It's just a uh, you know you could try it. You can get one for your own house, set up your own house, monitor your own home, get a really good understanding of what it does, how it all works, and you know it's almost a zero cost game to uh, to, to do it because you know obviously that once you're installing them, then you're monitoring your own house too. So it's um, 
the the investment to get started is very very reasonable, and the uh, the long term benefits are you know they're gonna they're gonna be there because I don't know of any other combination of products where you're building up an asset your company can sell that's not just a darn customer list. I mean, think about how many contractors when they sell their company, all they have is a customer list. How would it be to actually sell your company and have customers, paying customers that you have predictive maintenance agreements with, um, that you have intimate knowledge of every system and how it runs and how it works and what condition it's in and what age it is. And, you know, um, you have all the benchmarks in the cloud with MeasureQuick and you don't have to worry about if, if, if your best tech leaves then all the knowledge he still had about how that system was supposed to operate is stored in Sensi and stored in MeasureQuick. So it really becomes a, a, a very uh, powerful asset, you know, when you go to, when you go to, for your company and that, that nobody's ever had before. I think that's to me, what makes it, um, you know, long-term really interesting. Yeah. Uh, no, I hundred percent. I agree with you. The ROI on these could be massive, like, uh, like huge. I mean, Gary, think of it. Average callback is probably going to cost about five hundred bucks. Yeah. And how and how many times a day does that happen in a business? If you could take control of that, I mean, the bottom line is impacted tremendously with profit. Yes, I, I agree with you. I, I I really do. This is awesome stuff. So, anything else you guys want to add in before we uh, before we wrap it up? I mean, one thing I have is you know we're really trying at Emerson and Sensi Predict is to try to help contractors survive you know what's coming the tech shortage this is everywhere right we we say, see right now there's a tech shortage of about 20,000 technicians average age of a technician i heard recently was 52 years old mm-hmm. I, th- I think ken goodrich said that actually and so 10 10 to 14 15 years from now almost half the workforce could retire gary at that rate how, how are we going to help contractors be able to do more with less people if there's no available techs to come in to help them grow. So we, we see that being a huge, huge impact that we as Emerson feel that we need to help the industry with um, because that that's not an easy fix. You know, we've had contractors set up trade schools to try to train their own people. They can't train them fast enough. They can't get them to come to school. And, um, you know, it's just really, uh, it's going to be a pretty big impact if they're, if contractors are not figuring out other ways to do business to help overcome that. Because I know from being on the other side, selling to contractors, and I worked for wholesalers, every, every visit I would make Gary would be like, do you know anybody looking for a job? I mean, that's every day. There's a, there's been a shortage for 20 years. It's just now hitting hard, especially now. I mean, it's getting worse. Yeah, no, no. The the the, the shortage is here, and there's a, actually if you guys have you guys heard of Blues and New White by Josh Dolan? It's a really good book that describes everything in detail with a good good amount of research in it. And and uh, I see it here, so you guys probably see it there. But what I also see is the quality of the technician is starting to kind of uh drop a bit it, it's it's on the downside the quality is not there like it used to be I, I don't know why i really don't have an answer for that but but i see that well i, I think the the big reason is is everything's become electronic and not mechanical and nobody's taking apart their nobody's working on anything anymore for crying out loud you know we used to 
you know, our, our, when our, when our iPod or iPod going back to, uh, let's see my Walkman, Sony Walkman radio, FM, <laughs> FM radio broke, I'd get, you know, take it apart and solder the jacks back together. And, uh, you know, when my bike broke, I'd take it apart and fix the brake systems or whatever I had to do on it. I mean, and you know, that's kids just don't have that opportunity anymore. So, you know, they're, they're not learning to use tools like, like we did when we were kids. You know, I, in fact, I, I don't, I don't, I don't ever remember my teenage son growing up and me yelling at him like my dad did me about putting away all his tools when I was done working with him. So it, it's a different world. I think that's that's the big thing. But what's cool is, you know, leveraging some of this technology. This younger, younger group of kids coming in, this technology really speaks to their um, to their skill set, which is yes. Um, you, leveraging technology to to be better at their job, so it it it's it really is a game changer when it comes to you know if you think about Gary, I mean, you know, I was a vocational school teacher for I don't know for twelve years, and I taught at the same school that I actually graduated from, and I remember when I when I went there, I had to learn pretty much a standing pilot furnace, right? Well, when I started teaching there. I had to, my kids had to know everything from the standing pilot furnace all the way up through full modulation because the equipment I installed when I left school was still in operation today. And so, you know, the amount of stuff that kids have to learn today is exponentially more. So anything we can do to leverage technology to sort of level the playing field when it comes to diagnostics and equipment operation is going to benefit the entire industry. I think that, then that's, that's where, you know, the opportunity lies today for all of us is to leverage that technology and, you know, bring this uh, next generation of technicians up to speed faster. Because the other thing we didn't really talk about, but there's a lot of just-in-time education when you're using this technology, When because Sensi and MeasureQuick sort of tell you what happened, why that part's going bad, and, you know, and then obviously you fix the, you know, you do the repair. So you, you're, it's not a guessing game anymore. It's a, hey, your temperature split is way too high and your power factor is 0.88 and your indoor capacitor has failed. And so now you go out and you, and you understand now that, boy, when a capacitor goes bad, my blower motor slows down and, you know, all the, all the, other, all the other things that happen because um, you, you have a, a tool now that's helping you with that diagnostic. You know, it's like the scan tool is in your, you plug in your car today, you know, it tells you, all kinds of cool information about how your car's running. And we basically have that exact same thing now, you know, with, uh, with, with Sensi and measure quick. I, I see the, the comparison there, uh, for, for the young tech going out and, and having these diagnostics done for them. Um, and then c- kind of understanding why they're replacing them and why they're going to get those parts. Because when I was a couple of years in and I was starting to run my own calls, I would literally pace back and forth at the supplier wondering if the part I was buying was actually going to fix the problem. That's how unsure <laughs> unsure I was of, of what I was doing because I didn't know how to verify the part had failed. I just like, yeah, lick my finger, put it in the wind. Yeah, I think it's that. I'm going to go get that. I remember the first unit I fixed, and I've told this story a couple times. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but I've told it to other people. The first unit I fixed, I went to York three times and picked up three different parts because I was guessing each time. And the last part I got, it was like five, six o'clock. I was still on the roof. I got this this old hunk of POS, POS unit 
fired up in, in heating. And the thing, that was the first unit I ever fixed. And it took me three trips to York and all day to do it. But I fixed it, but I was guessing the whole time, which is not good. It's, it's very stressful that way. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's, but that's sadly the way that, that most technicians actually learn. And what's, what's interesting, you know, I, you always, um, you look back and you think about those of us that are a little bit older, you know, when we grew up around computers, we, we, we knew, you know, basically how to work on the computer, how to, how to get inside, change the, the RAM out, you know, uh, add in a, a, a boards, all kinds of crazy things that we used to do drives. I and mean, we know how to program in basic and program in different languages. And, but this next generation of kids came in and they're using that as a tool, you know, where we, where we were working on them, trying to get them to work. Now the, the technology is already solid and now they're leveraging the technology. And that's really where we're at with these types of products. Now it's, it's, uh, we're handing them over to that next generation to take them to the next level. And it's a, it's an interesting time to be in the industry because the changes we're making today are going to have really long-term impact on on uh, how equipment is serviced and diagnosed and and uh, everything else that goes along with it i, I think we're going to see just just like when, you know like i said when we when we saw computers and we were learning about them in school you know we never thought i don't think any of us had an idea what, what we'd be doing today with them you know and now they're so commonplace nobody learns the things that we learned about them and that's going to be the same way i think in several years with equipment is uh, the skill set required to actually work in this industry is going to be dramatically different because people will leverage technology in ways they've never been able to leverage it before. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I can't wait to get uh, the sample product to try it in my home. And then once, once it's installed and working, I'm going to go out and buy a case of really expensive beer and I'm going <laughs> to take a picture with, <laughs> yeah, with, with Sensi Predict and me and I'm, and I, and I'm going to have that picture online. You probably stand at the beer aisle and pace back and forth and wonder if you're buying the right one too, don't you? Well, o- only because you insulted me that one time. That's the only reason. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Brian, uh, last, last word before we had anything else you want to say? Um, I'm happy to help anyone that wants to get involved. So, um, you know, you know how to get a hold of me, Gary, we can certainly, uh, spread, spread the love anywhere we can. And, uh, it is not hard to get involved and, and get started on this. So we want to make sure that everyone knows that, uh, this is built for everybody, you know, anybody who wants to participate, can can get can get an opportunity and that's that's really what we're we're building this to to help help the industry so where can they go website to go get more information so on the sensi predict website they can go to a get started page which i can send out to you so you can share with the group and um they can just fill out a quick form it gets them started with some uh information about sensi predict and then they can sign up to get started with training so it's re- really, really simple, uh, quick to get started, and we're glad to help uh, anyone that has any further questions uh, after this is done. Great. Okay. All right, guys. Well, that's that's. I think that's that. I think I think we'll call it there. Yeah. So I appreciate I appreciate your time tonight, both you guys, Jim, Brian. All right. Thanks, Gary. Thanks again, Gary. Really appreciate it. Now I understand that was a lot of info to take in all at once. So maybe you want to listen again. Maybe not, (laughs) depending on how much time you have on your hands. If you guys want more information, what you can do is you can go 
into the podcast notes. So whatever platform you're listening on, go into the notes section. Basically scroll down past the summary of the podcast. There'll, there'll be a link there. Click on it. That will give you more information as to what we were discussing on the podcast. Now, it baffles my mind that all of this is so in, so inexpensive for the contractor to purchase, right? And then the amount of time it takes to set up can give you so much information on a customer, on their on their equipment, and potential failures of their equipment. You can look like superheroes basically showing up and saying, hey, listen, your capacitor's failing. We're going to change it now so there's not a service call. And then you back it up with the information that Sensi Predict is showing to you, right? And you can show the customer so you have that information to show them to back up your claim, right? I don't know. It's it's very cool. There's a lot of this stuff coming, coming technology. I mean, we got to embrace it because it's coming regardless. And I always say this, embrace the technology that we have and use it to our advantage. All right. Don't let it pass you by. So it's a good opportunity for you guys to take the next step into the future and do it for very little cost to you, the contractor. Anyway, guys, that's it. That's the podcast. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.